Matt Campoli, welcome to my podcast. Thanks, man. It's been a long time since I've seen you. It has? Yeah. Yeah, a week. A week. That's yeah, a very long time. Yeah. I get to return the favor. and I was looking at pictures on. of you uh, yesterday because I missed you. How do I look? Great. Awesome. Yeah. I got some swag here that oh. I brought back from your podcast, Price to Sell. That's probably the Get nicest. That on the, uh, the camera. Some of the nicest hats I've ever seen. And uh, a gift that you gave me, which was nice. Yes. Which we're going to try today. We are going to try it. And for the audience, it's after 5 o'clock here. It is, definitely. It's not 10 a.m. No, but we're going to lie. Um, let's start off with uh, your background. Tell me about growing up, how you grew up, where you grew up, and uh, how that transitioned to getting into real estate. Yeah, of course. So grew up just myself. Well, only child. Uh, my parents divorced when I was three. So um, never got used to them together. Uh, great relationship with both. So it's not like I had like, you know, father took off or anything. Just it's just, you know, life. So um, a lot of back and forth, though, for me, a lot of push and pull. And um, I witnessed a lot of financial struggle in, in their lives. So I think subconsciously it just created like this belief in myself to like never want that you know so um but my life was interesting i was always like i was very shy growing up um i had like a small group of kids uh friends sorry but played sports my whole life but never talked i was just really shy and introverted what were your sports hockey hockey so hockey and soccer but hockey mainly um so again like same same kind of pattern with school i have like the one or two friends that I was like close to and I'd be myself with. Other than that, I was like scared to show who I was. So I was just like quiet and introverted. Um, so in the change room was the same thing. Um, really good at hockey, but just never showed up in the game because I had no confidence. My dad used to be pissed all the time. He's like, man, he's like, you kill it in practice. Everyone's like, your son's so skilled, but he never shows this in the game. Like every time I got the puck, I just gave it away. Mm. So I had like a huge confidence complex growing up. And then um, when I started to when I turned 19, uh, things just started to click for me. Life started to pivot. I never thought of myself as being anything, truthfully. Um, even my dad would throw things at me like, hey, why don't you become an engineer? You can make like 80 grand a year. To me, that was like, I've not, I don't deserve that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always had like this, so this belief barrier with my own self and these limiting beliefs with myself. And then um, 19 hit, a buddy of mine asked me to cut his hair because he was cheap. My mom had all the equipment because he was cheap. Because he was cheap. Yeah. All my friends were cheap. Have you ever and cut so hair I. before? Sorry. Have you ever cut hair before? No, but like, I was always into hair. I was always the yeah. kid with like the cool haircuts. And my yeah, mom yeah. was a uh, uh, hairdresser. My cousins were barbers. So um, I was like, okay, you know, like, I, I, I'm pretty artsy. So I went over, gave my lineup, looked pretty good. Then my other cheap buddy hit me up. He's like, I want you to cut my hair now because I don't want to pay anything. I'm like, sure. Let me wing it. Did his haircut a lot more complex, but did it. Yeah. Then my third butt cheap buddy hit me up. And all my cheap buddies started hitting me up because they were all, we're all cheap and we're all boys. And then uh, ended up hitting the clubs, 19. And I did a decent job, okay? I did a decent job. So I found this where, like- Where was your club scene? Where was my yeah, club scene? Club this scene? is London. Okay. And Trist. Okay. And Embassy. And Embassy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Those, are the, those are the spots. Okay. I threw up in all of the washrooms. Okay. Yeah. I got kicked out in all of them. Kicked all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Party buses down. Oh man, I have some photos. That, I don't know what the hell I was thinking back then, but my friends had these, uh, these haircuts, which were decent and the barbering game wasn't like anything special yet. Like everyone in my community and Vaughn, we're still going to like their old hairdresser yeah, exactly. who was like yeah. in his fifties and sixties, yeah. didn't know how to give a proper fade. So they see my guys with like 
a decent fade that I learned off YouTube and like, who cut your hair? And they're like, Matt. So then literally in the clubs, we were like, can I come for a haircut? I was like, I guess. Like, I was nervous as hell. I was like, how, how much you charge? I'm like, five bucks. So where are you doing this in your, in your, like I sat in my garage at this point. Good. I just winged it, you know? Awesome. And then, so started doing these $5 haircuts, people from the club started to come see me. And then, uh, that just translated to more people, word of mouth. I'll never forget the day I made 50 bucks. Um, when I was only making $80 every two weeks at Urban Planet, I was in retail folding clothes. So I was like, okay, I made 50 bucks today versus my retail job of $80 every two weeks. We're onto something. So I started to go all in on the barbering and it just awoke up the entrepreneur in me. I read, uh, read a couple books, also like taught me some things. Yeah. And then uh, I just bought an Acura Integra at the time. I was looking into fixing it up. And then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, realized that was a liability. The Bible. The Bible. And everything just started to shift for me at that time. So it was just like a series of events and the barbering business took off. Um, I was uh, in school for history, I was studying history. So I got my degree in that. I, I was thinking of teaching. And uh, when I went to volunteer for teaching, I realized, okay, the first thing I asked, cause they had this new mindset now. So, okay, I, I, I can be something, you know? I asked everyone there, like, what's the max you can make here? Like, what is a max teacher can make? They're like, you know, X amount after 10 years, you know, and depending on how you, what you graduate with from teacher's college and all these things. So I didn't like that amount mm. personally, right? So I'm like, okay, this is, we gotta, we gotta stop this right now. There's no point of even continuing. So I just finished, I got my history degree. And um, I was like, okay, do I wanna barber my whole life? Not really, cause it's taxing on the body. So I'm like, okay, what can I do with this network? I have this network of people. What can I do with all these people? I had over 200 guys coming to me. So I was like, okay, it's either I have club promote, run buses from Vaughn to downtown, or sell drugs. I didn't want it to be either of those. So <laughs> at the same time, my mom, because um, we were renting uh, for my entire upcoming uh, upbringing, sorry. And uh, she finally had the down payment to purchase a home. Okay. And I went with her to see the home for the showing. And I see the realtor pull up in his Mustang and this guy's just showing off the house. He's like, yeah, it's the kitchen. It's the washroom. This is it's the house. That was it. And then he did the deal. Double ended it. And I started researching what does a realtor make? You know, two and a half percent of what my mom just bought. Did the math. It's like, holy fuck, this guy just made, can I swear in here? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's like, holy shit, this guy just made like 15 grand. Yeah. It's insane. I do one of these a month. Like, that's like, I'm, I'm retiring yeah. in my head at yeah, the yeah, time. For sure. I was like 23. So, but yeah, I just, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I've, no, I've never took a business course. I don't even know what an interest rate is, but I'm going to get a, my license. And how old are you at this point? I was 23. 23, good. Yeah, 23, 24. I got my license when I was around 25. Okay. Um, and then I just winged it, man. I just like, you know, started to find mentors, found the significance in, in finding mentors, uh, surrounded myself with people where I wanted to be in life and then just started to like go uh, head down. Again, that motivation behind me to like never be financially broke or struggle um, just like lights me up. I'm an overachiever mm -hmm. and uh, here we are. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick up on that mentorship point because uh, it seems like every episode I do, um, uh, people like yourself on, on the show, um, mentorship is a constant theme. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think that it's a, it's, I think it's a necessary thing to be honest with yeah. you. So tell me how you how you identified those mentors, and how you turned them into your mentors. Yeah, so um, my first was my uh, real estate broker record, my first uh, broker record, Joe. 
Um, he was my uh, best friend's cousin. And um, I didn't interview anybody. I went straight to him because my buddy told me how much he made, roughly, which yeah. was a lot less than he actually does. Yeah. And I was still wowed. Yeah. Um, and when I sat with him, just his presence, you know, he's like, I'm gonna make you a lot of money. You know, I mean, he's like, I do this, this, this. And uh, he's awesome at what he does. Is, I didn't still, go, is he still in the business? Oh yeah, yeah, he, he crushes. And I, I just, yeah, I didn't need to go anywhere else. I just felt comfortable. It's like family to me. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to be like him. You know, I just like, everything you told me, I just, full respect levels, like full respect factor. Just, okay, I'm, in, I'm doing it, you know? Um, and he was one of, he was one of my first. Um, and then from there, I started to kind of latch on to others. And then social media wasn't really a thing yet, but when social media started to come out and I started to gain access to other people in the world um, who are were at where I want to be in life, I started to have like these online Distant, figures, yeah, exactly. you know, like for example, like Ryan Serhan, like these other people in life, um, whether I know them or not, they're still mentors to me. Yeah, they still know it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much it. Amazing, amazing. Um, speaking of which, you, you are like a big part of your business. Why don't we talk about your business, mm -hmm. how, how you run it? Let's talk about how you started out um, running your business and how with the adoption of social media, how you made that transition because you're you're very heavy online now. Yeah. And, and then we'll talk about the podcast after that. Yeah, so like I've just been winging everything. Um, I'm, I'm the type, I just kind of jump Trial in. Trial and error. Trial and error. Uh, I don't really like to, like there's a law, law of adaptation. So if you plan too much like things are always going to shift you know if you're like you're, you're going to get stuck planning forever you're never going to execute whereas if you just for sure. hop in you'll adapt whatever that is you'll mm -hmm. figure it out along the way so i learned to do that early on and uh not to like have analysis paralysis and just like jump into things figure it out if it works it, it works if it doesn't it doesn't but um joe my um broker record he had me in the office 8 a.m every day on the phones um, consistently checking in, making sure I was doing my work. And I could tell he was a type that like, if I wasn't, he'd just like, okay, I don't care anymore, yeah. you know? But old like, school, very old for school. sure, right? He's not, not gonna like really hold my hand, but like, I knew what I had to do. And I knew that if he was telling me, cause what he's doing clearly works, I had to do it. So that was my business to start. Um, I ended up hiring a Mike Ferry coach. Um, I joined a team for a short period of time and, I, and, and his name was Michael. He taught me how to cold call. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just banging on calls. I had the mojo dialer. I was doing the triple line dialer. Oh, yeah, just, we, uh, we used that in the past, yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. banging out like, you know, three calls at once. I was doing like 100, 150 a day, uh, just getting rejected all kinds. Uh, yeah. Then I would follow up and, and uh, knock on people's doors and say, hey, I just spoke to you on the phone today. Here's my card. Um, didn't really gain too much business from it, but it was just the learning how to overcome the objection handling and the confidence, right? Yeah. I started you'll, to create. Get, you'll get that really quickly. Use the mojo dialer. Right. Hell yeah. yeah, big time. So um, that was the basis of my business to start. But then I saw we had this little thing called Instagram and um, I, I, I felt like there was power in it, right? So I'm like, okay, let's, I have a decent following at the time. I don't remember how, what it was, maybe like you know, 1500 people or whatever, but because I, I had a good network for my barber business. So people knew who I was as that barber guy. So I was already like that barber guy in, in, the, in the community. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had a huge community from the gym and all these different verticals. And I was like, okay, how can I hit my whole network quick? How can I let everybody know? I'm like, let me post a picture that I'm in real estate. So I posted a picture. It was me with my earrings and like my sunglasses on, like some chains, some chains, like total, like, yeah, it's hilarious. Total, total douchey pick. And uh, I'm like, okay, like this makes sense. Let me just post on my socials and let everybody know. Then a bunch of comments, a lot of support. Cool. Then I got, that wasn't my first listing. It was my brokers, but I'm like, 
where better to market it than my social media? It makes sense. I have like 1,500 followers. Let me just post a picture of the listing because you never know. People might see it. And then I started to do this, this thing on, on socials. And my broker told me, he's like, don't waste your time on there. You'll never get a deal done on social media. And I just, it just it didn't. Just to put that in perspective, what, what yeah. year was that that he was saying that? Yeah. 2016. 2016, okay. Yeah. yeah, 2016. But to me, it just made sense still. Like, obviously, I, everything he told me, like, I, I thought of as true because I, I looked at him and he was very successful. But I'm like, a part of me is like, I still want to just post on my socials. Like, what? Like, it doesn't hurt me to do it. It's free. So I still continue to do that. And as I started to see other realtors doing their thing, I started to use the power of video. And I started to just pick apart the industry, too. Um, I, I just didn't really re resonate with a lot of the way people, things that people, the, the way they were doing things. Like, you know, everyone's posting a picture like this with their arms crossed. And it's like, that makes no sense to me. Like the body language. Back to back holding their dogs. Yeah. Like <laughs> body language on a one. Like, why are you, why do you, like, you're not approachable, right? Yeah. Or just a simple video of like, here's the house. Here's a kitchen. Come buy it. One, two, three street. Like it, it just, I'm like, there, there has to be a way to get more creative with this. So I started to think of different approaches to doing video. And I ended up, my first ever listing video, I went that route. I went with the societal norm. I went with the status quo and did everything everyone else was doing. I just stood in front of the door and I was like this, leaning up on a, on a ledge. And it's like, hi, I'm Matthew Campoli. Welcome to 123 Street. Check it out. And I just let the video like pan from room to room. And it was terrible. And it didn't feel like me. Yeah. I was like, I, I hate this. You know, I posted it and it's like, whatever. People like were um, like happy because like, I got a listing. Like they were, you know, congrats and stuff like that. But like for me, I was like, no, there's the missing piece here. This is not me. So it wasn't until my second year when business started to pick up and I got my first custom home listing. And uh, the agent, the, the seller had just fired the agent before me and a referral source of mine kicked in. And he's like, Matt, I put in a good word make it happen. Like this guy needs to sell. I was like, okay, like I'm still green, but let's do it. And I didn't have access to any other listing. So I'm like, if I'm going to implement my idea, then now's the time. But it didn't feel like the best time because this guy was like super analytical. He was a builder. I didn't really know him that well. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do this anyways. And I um, made sure he didn't follow me on social media. And I spoke to the video crew at the time who I resonated with, who had the same sense of humor as mine. And I'm like, let's make a video where a partner of mine will show the, show the, the house like a regular average agent does, which I hate. It's like nine foot ceilings, all this stuff. And let me do weird things in the background just to like get attention. So it starts off with me eating a banana on the couch in the background, super random, but that's my humor. Yeah. Then we're in the kitchen and I'm cooking and I have, have an apron on that says like spooning leads to forking. And I have a salt shaker upside down. Like I'm doing all this random stuff. And then he's showing off the kitchen. I'm like, like smelling a plant in the background, like picking the plant from the house and like putting it in the, 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 the bowl. Yeah. And uh, then we're in the basement. He's like showing off the basement. And I walk out of the cold cellar or cantina because I'm Italian with tomato jars. And I'm like, you know, like this the in the jars. background. Yeah. And then we're upstairs and um, I'm like getting frisky with a pillow in the background. So it's like all these like little things in the background. Like if you notice it, you notice it. And the video took off like... I, gotta, I have to hit. add, so you, this wasn't an MLS listing. This, was this like, is not an MLS listing yes, video. This, this is a, strictly on my Instagram. Yeah, this wasn't a, or, or a virtual tour. This on is a, not the virtual tour. The virtual tour was professional. Okay. This is borderline. Yeah. And it just took off. It did so well. Everyone's like, oh my God, like this is, I actually watched the full thing. And to me, that was like, eureka moment. Okay. If you were watching this whole thing, like 
regardless if they want the house or not, like people stay for the entire video. If they actually like the house, they're gonna tell a friend, they might look at it themselves. But the problem I, I found was the engagement. Like for spending this money for these photos, might as well get people to actually watch it and it'll actually do a service for the listing. People are sharing it as more exposure for the listing. So it was a big eureka moment for me. Um, I was in love with the idea of being myself on camera and I just started to continue. I started to do like... It's a big, a big jump from the shy guy in high school, right? It was a huge jump from the shy guy. That's why I like to tell that story because, um, you know, people out there who are shy or think that, oh, I can't be that person or they're born with it. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you seeing... Um, like, so you're obviously very active on social. You know, how is that converting into business now uh, through your engagement on social? Yeah, so it took some time, but um, I was consistent with it. So it's not like I got the listing overnight, my first video. Like I was probably for about a year just consistently making skits, funny videos. Even if it wasn't around a listing, I'm like, let's, how can we relate? Because I loved acting. I, loved, I always wanted to like secretly be in TV and film, right, mm -hmm. as a kid. So I'm like, how can I live out this little dream of mine in this business? So let's create some skits that are, we can relate to real estate, but not necessarily centered around a listing mm -hmm. or a house. So the first one was, a Christmas video, again, me and my partner Augustus at the time, um, we made this thing where it's like, what would be the best Christmas gift for someone? Let's make that someone a buyer who on Christmas Eve is like looking for, all I want for Christmas is a good real estate agent. So we had his brother on the computer, all I want for Christmas is a good real estate agent on Google. And then um, like 5 a.m. hits and he gets a knock on the door and he opens the door and there's a this big present on the driveway. And then he's like, what is this? And then bang, we pop out. Like two realtors, like, we're here to help you. Merry Christmas. And then we all go for a stroll and this music comes on. We're like skipping with him. He's all happy, like happy client. So I started to do stuff like that and started thinking of following. And then people started to say like, okay, this Mac guy's pretty cool. I think I might want to work with him instead of this agent who I maybe found on whatever, or like, mm -hmm. you know, found a card of this person or referred. Like, I think I resonate with this guy. That's when I started to get the traction because I was also very relevant in terms of going out. I was very social all the time, every weekend, dinners, clubs, bars, whatever it is. But uh, it was a combination of people who I knew from that scene, plus watching my videos, they felt the com comfort to come up to me and be like, man, like your stuff is awesome. Like I, I can't wait to like, I'm looking for a condo, even if it's for lease, cause you seem like a fun guy to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's and when that's it all started that's to click. Exactly, and, and that's exactly the point of that. Yeah. Right? Like the point of the, the, the use of social, is you know you think back to your barber days and and the 200 people you had a clientele that you decided i'm getting into real estate i'm going to convert these people into real estate clients you know it was all about building relationships over yeah. time mm -hmm. right and, and that's what the use of social is you're 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 trying to get a broader audience yeah to see you know, what those 200 people already saw in you back in the day so you can build relationships with a broader audience right? exactly so um now Getting into the podcast, let's let's talk about uh, price to sell. Where where did that come from? What made you take that direction as far as uh, launching the podcast? Yeah. What was that? Uh, you know, what was the, the transition like, and and how are you seeing that put to use in building your business now? Yeah. So for me, like I've I've always I'm very forward. We should, sorry, since we're talking about price to sell, we should probably try. Your gift Tequila. From I've been waiting, man. Yeah, I'm like so way too sober right now. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to five o'clock. Cheers. Cheers. I already had the luxury of trying this, so I know it's good. I, didn't, I just took it like a shot. 
Well, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I feel this one. I mean, five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, five o'clock somewhere, that's for sure. Tell me about the bottle, that actually, first. Tell me about the bottle, where it come from. So it's very artsy, um, definitely Mexican, um, definitely like Day of the Dead theme. And uh, where, where to come from, though? This oh, LCBO. LCBO. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see LCBO on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I told somebody you brought it back from Mexico for me. You know, I don't think it's been in, in LCBO forever. I think it was like more exclusive before. Yeah. I just happened to see it in LCBO. Yeah, it's nice. It's great. It's a great But we'll pretend it was like... Yeah. You brought this back from... Uh, to Tulum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tulum, yeah. Straight from a cave. Back to Price to Sell. Back to Price to Sell. <laughs> so, and this Tulum is actually relevant in this. But i am always been like a forward thinker looking at pain points. So when, um, when COVID hit, actually right before COVID hit, uh, me and a buddy were in Tulum, funny enough, just absolutely hammered. And uh, we're like, okay, man, like... At, at the time, he was a young, young guy. He had a great story. He survived cancer, um, started his own business, like making incredible money for like a 23-year-old at the time. And I was like 27 and pretty relevant already at the time in social media. So people were looking up to me and asking advice. So we're like, we have all these younger kids asking for advice. Let's start a podcast and talk about stuff. And let's bring out people. And let's showcase Toronto and like all the entrepreneurs. So I was called a simple podcast. I mean, my, my buddy Zoe. And uh, we created that. We, the inception was in Tulum in a pool, dusted. And um, when we got back, COVID hit. So we're like, oh, perfect. Like, people are going to be watching now. So we started filming and recording. And then through that, built a lot of relationships. Long story short, um, one of my buddies, like one of my, my best boys right now, Ernesto, he has a really relevant podcast called the Money Buys Happiness Podcast. And uh, we're all in this podcast space together. So we're always, like, dropping ideas together and, like, kind of collaborating and, like, you know, brainstorming and masterminding he hit me up one day he's like matt because they had the resources like we want to start a real estate podcast you're the guy this is in 2021 i was like okay um love it thank you so much man but like i'm so busy right now because you know i was thinking like really narrowed like tunnel vision like i have listings and buyers on the go like i'm busy right now it was a busy time right yeah like i i can't right now he's like dude he's like you'll thank me later i'm not taking no for an answer yeah when can we start i was like all right set it up let's do it and uh, that's how it happened. So partnered with them, the neighborhood creative crew, uh, and the Money to Buy's Happiness crew. And then we came up with the idea of a name, Price to Sell. No idea what direction it was going to go. We just knew it was going to be real estate related. And I was going to host it. And so first thing I did was got my buddy Dave Hutch on because I was comfortable with him. I was like, let's shoot the, shoot the shit. No idea what we're going to talk about. Just start talking about the industry. Mm-hmm. Then I had my buddy Dimitri on. Again, start talking about the industry. And then uh, just realized, okay, let's let's focus on the real estate industry. Let's bring out other realtors. Let's showcase the other realtors and talent in the GTA or Ontario for that matter and see where this thing goes. And that was it. Just kind of like, again, just jumped in the deep end with it. And now it's, um, it is what it is. So tell me about the demographics. Who are the demographics of the listeners on the podcast? The majority are realtors. Okay. Um, slowly growing on the consumer side. There's always been consumers, but I'm trying to bring that up now. Um, I've had listings come out of the podcast through just consumers. That's great. But um, it ended up being super niche down to the real estate industry, which has done wonders for me as well. Uh, the relationships and networking, you know, bidding wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of advantages um, to having this podcast within the industry, speaking on at events, things like that. But that's currently where it's at right now. Yeah, I appreciate your mentality, right? You're very collaborative, like we try to be here. Um, 
but uh, you know, this is a very much, as you know, a lone wolf mentality industry, right? Yes. So, you know, having that network of realtors listen to your podcast, you're right. It's it's like, it's uh, building relationships with these people. And yeah. I know recently you've been posting a few different things on social saying, I'm looking for this, this, and this for a client. Yeah. Right? Having that realtor database following you on a daily basis, like it's going to benefit yeah. your clients, right? You know, any off market stuff, like assignments exactly. I've sold exactly. through my socials exactly. because like my following is all realtors. Yeah. And that's why people hire me too, is because they just know, like, I know a lot of real estate agents. So a lot of the times, like with buyers, they're like, they're banking on the fact that I'll know the listing agent and that, you know, I can allow for an easier and smoother process just because yeah. of that, that, uh, relationship other brokerages and realtors are not the enemy or your competition no. they are colleagues exactly right, right. big time yeah. i heard on a pod i use this term all the time it's not mine but i heard it on a podcast like it's not competition it's co-opetition yeah you exactly. know so when i'm talking to other agents like let's meet at the middle of the met the net we're playing a volleyball game here let's meet in the middle let's discuss how we're going to win this together because yeah. you know i'm not here to if i'm going to bash you and like be like oh you're wrong like oh like i don't agree like no like it's not going to go no, anywhere. Exactly. You're doing a disservice. It's an ego game. So, so tell me about some of your guests. You've had some pretty big guests on there, right? Myself included. Like Mark, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but no, Ryan Serhant. Uh, how did you? Uh, how did you come to getting him? Pronounce on Pronounce his name again. Ryan Serhant. <laughs> Serhant. That's very. Uh, Serhant. Oh, very, you pronounce it for me. Is it Nova Scotia? I'm Nova Scotia. Yeah. It's very Nova Scotia. Cape Breton. Actually, it's Cape Breton. We we like we're. Nova Scotia. It's just a very Nova Scotia pronunciation. Yeah. For sure. For so sure. I just had to call you out on it. So you say it out loud. Ryan Sirhan. Sirhan. Okay. Sirhan. Well, I'm yeah. just putting that T on the end. Sirhan is very like, 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 um, royal. Yeah. It makes, you know, he, he should, might like that. I think he should go with that. Movie I think forward. he should. Yeah. Just follow my lead. I think he should. But so go ahead. That. So, um, I always, I'm a big manifester. So every podcast, like here and there, I'll always throw it out there. Like Ryan, I'm going to have you come on one day. Like I'm going to get you one day, you know? So my following, which is crazy, but this effect, cause I'm just shooting the shit, whatever. But everyone started to know Ryan was my goal. So it became like a, a collective effort. That's amazing. And um, people started to reach out, like people knew my love for Ryan Serhant and like people that don't even know would like reach out to me and be like, one day you're gonna get Ryan, man. Like one day you're gonna get him. Like all the support with that's people great. I don't know. That's such crazy. A, that's, that's such a good energy. It's to, crazy, to man. It's experience. a great energy. Yeah. It's a great energy. And one day, um, sitting on the couch, I'll never forget it. And Justin Conakow, big shout outs to you, um, who was a past guest on my podcast. Because um, every time I knew someone had any sort of connection to him, I'd like try and ask questions. You know, I knew he, he was in his coaching system and is in his network. And um, so he hits me up one day, random, random, random text. This is like late at night, it's like 9 p.m. He's like, hey, have you had Ryan on? Like general like that. So I, like, I'm not gonna think Sir Hant. I'm like, Ryan who? He's like, Sir Hant. I'm like, Sir Hant. Obviously not. Like, no, I haven't had him on yet. It's like, great, give me an hour. Okay. Then he texts me later. He's in. I'm like, what? He's at the call. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? Who's in? Ryan's in? Like, Ryan Ryan's in? He's in for what? He's like, uh, he's like, he's in. He's, he's down for the podcast. I asked him. I'm setting up an email thread right now. Then you get an email intro to his team. And then two weeks later, I'm in New York. That's incredible. Yeah. That's great. That's great. It was like, for me, it was like, because that was my end goal. That was like the end goal. It's like when price to sell is like big and it's like good enough. And these are my own little paradigms, but then I'll get Ryan on one day. So I wasn't ready at the time. No. Energetically. And uh, it just ended up happening. I said, all right, we're doing it. I don't care. I'm coming to New York. I made it as easy as them for possible. Like, yeah, we're bringing sure, the crew. Man. We just need Ryan in a chair. 
and I'm there. I'm coming to the office, mm -hmm. and we made it happen. That's great. And Cam was with me. What was the experience like? How, how was Ryan? How was his team? How was... Um, I was nervous as hell. Definitely fanboying. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the funny thing is, because I went to New York for a solo trip probably like six months prior, um, just with the intention of meeting him and just figuring it out. I don't know how I was going to meet him, but I'm like, I just went to New York. I'm like, I started posting and tagging him. I'm like, guys, let Ryan know I'm here. And he was in the Maldives with his wife. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I don't, I, I don't, I'm still going to end up in the office somehow. I don't know how, but I was. So I ended up meeting with some buddies, some American friends I knew, went out for a dinner. They introduced me to their friends who are from New York. And one of them was a realtor. And um, first thing I asked is like, you know, Ryan Saran? He's like, no, but I know one of the guys on his team really well. No, like, I'm like, okay. He's like, do you want to set up a meeting? I'm like, sure. He's like, do you have investors for New York? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. All kinds. Yeah. So I set up a meeting. I met uh, two of the guys that work under Surehand, um, who uh, one of them, Sean McPeak, who I've been uh, actually ended up had on my podcast and did tours with after. But at the end of the meeting, it went well. And uh, they're like, do you want to see the office? I was like, yeah, let's do it. So just one of those stories where it's like, I came with an intention, no idea how I'm going to figure it out, but I did ended up with my goal being yeah. met. And then when I ended up getting to New York the second time, um, it was just very surreal for me because I'm like, wow, I'm here my second time in New York. Now I'm here to actually interview the guy, you know, uh, really nervous, but ended up, uh, he was super welcoming. Everyone was super welcoming. Uh, he was on a tight clock that day cause they just launched their training course. Um, so grateful that they even had me in like during that frenzy, but it was a wicked experience. Really cool dude. Uh, I got to pick up on a lot of his traits as to like, you know, that speaks to his success. Yeah. But the fact that he just took a random guy and just said yes to it in a busy schedule, yeah. allowed me to come in did an hour with me and well, what a great story about putting things out to the universe right and having oh, yeah. them back right like, Big and time. collaboration as well just having the people within your network help you and encourage you and push you and yeah, exactly that's great i love that i love yeah. that yeah um so, so let's talk talk about price to sell what what is what is your goal with price to sell where do you want to take it um what are some some guests that you haven't had on yet that you would love to have on let's put some more out to the universe it seems yeah, to work for it. It. um again like we've we're just growing it. Podcasts are a long game, right? Yeah. So it's uh, like there's not really much to monetize off right off the bat unless you get sponsors, but it's more of like a credibility and brand awareness type of thing. And once you can start locking in the bigger guests and they can start collaborating with you, that's where the growth comes. But it's always, there's a lot of pivoting, right? So we're always coming up with new ideas. I'm blessed to have a team of seven on it where we're always like in meetings and like coming up with like, what are we doing next? Um, you know, different segments. One of them, a birth of that, like one of the, one of our children of, of PTS is field trips. And say, like, okay, let's let's travel. And instead of just like travel to interview a guy in another city, let's interview him in a really cool listing and then do a tour with him, mm -hmm. right? So let's add some more YouTube content to that. So the other verticals. So there's been different like little branches that Price of Sales has grown into and these video tours. And we're going to explode on that right now too. We're, uh, we're having some pretty cool partnerships with some... Um, some brands that are going to help um, put together a lot of these these uh, potential tours. So that's in the works right now. But um, yeah, you know, like I think Toronto's great. Like had on a lot of good guests, a lot more to come. But I'd love to go in more international with it. You know, hit uh, different markets, different realtors, investors. Um, Only if you had a friend with a massive international network. Yeah, like Mark. Yeah. For sure. Let me know if you, if you meet yeah, him. We should connect with some great listings. Yeah. Overseas, you can plan a trip. Yeah. And write it off. 
I love write-offs. Yeah, write-offs yeah. are great. You don't even know what a write-off is. I don't even know what a write-off is. I don't know what interest rates are either. <laughs> but that's uh, are you a Seinfeld fan. You know what? No. No. Okay. That yeah. was a Seinfeld. Too young. Really? I don't know. Maybe not. No, I don't think you're. I watch Rugrats. How old are you? I'm 31. You're, oh, you're 31. I thought you were older. Yeah. Yeah, maybe too young. Okay. I watch Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Beyblades. It's, it's a good episode. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. It's still unknown. Okay. The, end, the end goal. So we're just, what we're about just rolling with it. What about the special guests that you want? Who, who's your, your next Ryan? You know what? I think I want to hit LA, maybe like Mauricio Mansky, um, Million Dollar Listing Crew, uh, maybe like the Oppenheim Brothers. Like, I don't know, like, I guess like the celebrity realtors. Mauricio would be a good one. Mauricio would be a good one because yeah. I, 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 he's not even like, it's not like he's just like that influencer realtor. The guy's actually built a freaking Oh, he's built an empire. And he seems empire. like a very uh, humble dude. What I know of him. Yeah. I watch him on TV, but he yeah. seems like a very humble, you know. Easy guy. And all the agency people are always like, oh, Matt, if you join the agency, we'll set you up with no, them. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. But uh, it's such a, such a cool brand and, and a lot of the people here, like friends with a lot of them here in Toronto. And so I feel like that one's coming close, um, mixed in with a lot of, mixed in with some cool tours of some LA properties, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't get better than that. Then Dubai, maybe. Who knows? Nice. Okay. Worldwide. Um, Worldwide. One of your focuses as with your clients is Airbnbs. I yes. know you're, you've done it for yourself and even south of the border. Uh, talk to me about that, that part of your business and, and, uh, and how you're working that into your, your client uh, offering. Okay. Well, I got to say this five o'clock shot hit me nice. Yeah, for sure. Oh, no, no, that doesn't mean pour me another one. Oh, I'm saying it hit me nice, <laughs> but you can pour me another one. It's yeah, fine. That's um, yeah, the Airbnb game. Again, one of those things where I saw like the early movers advantage. That's been like my theme, I feel. Social media, podcast, Airbnb. Uh, it wasn't really relevant, so that was, let's do it. Maybe this let's, is your next sponsor. Maybe this is my next sponsor. Um, Airbnb, uh, 2019 is when I started, uh, pre-COVID. Uh, bought my first investment property, ended up linking with um, some Airbnb guys and some other real estate investors and uh, learned the potential of the, of the potential gains you can make through Airbnb. Because um, the problem was Toronto condos were affordable, it's a great, location but they're not cash flowing no but they're appreciating so if you want to play that appreciation game great but what if you can cash flow so it's like all right let's try and hit you know two nails on the head here and there was a potential through airbnb so i i this did was it pre-regulation correct pre-regulation yeah. definitely pre-regulation i um obviously like i'm i'm the type to walk the walk first so i did my own saw that it worked, then I started to promote it, and I realized there's not a lot of realtors that are promoting Airbnb, so like, why don't I become the Airbnb guy? Let me just throw it in the bio and let everyone know that I'm doing it before other people do it. And it worked extremely well for me. Um, obviously, I had a, really, a lot of success with my own unit. I uh, got to learn all the buildings and regulations in Toronto. Obviously, the regulations came in, had to navigate that, but um, just became known as this Airbnb guy. I do it here, I do it in Florida. Um, a lot of my network that I connect with do it at a high level. So when people come to me, they trust that they can get some good insight. And that's, that's in turn uh, turned into a lot of deals on my end from investors because, um, you know, they want to go to someone who knows what they're doing with it. And it's been a fun game. It's been a really fun game. So I would say that's, again, one of those like early movers things. I yeah. just got into early, mastered it, and now it's something I preach. And the government's come in and made it way more complicated. And the government just wants... Obviously, you make money because yeah. you're making money. Yeah, and the hotels had some influence there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, what's next on the real estate front? 
Um, I think I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. It's fun. I love it. Um, Pre-con. Got, got a little team now. Uh, got the pre-con brand going, the condo collection. Um, and and yeah, just like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly open. Like I don't have like set goals. I'm like more open to receiving whatever comes my way, whatever feels right. Mm-hmm. I've learned to like say no to things too. But uh, the thing, like the, the pain with indus- this industry, like I just, I look at the pain points, right? Forward thinking. Do I want to be selling real estate forever where I'm actually out there showings and, you know, dealing with the, the day-to-days of resale forever? No. Do I have a lot of time left in me to do that? Yes. But I'm trying to build out these little, these verticals where in the future I can kind of step away and manage um, and oversee things and, and have more freedom because people get into real estate thinking you get freedom. So you is know. your team helping you with that freedom right now? Like Most are, definitely. Are you helping to transition? Most definitely. But it's a learning curve too. And, and they're like patient as hell with me. So yeah. um, we're still figuring it out. We're growing day by day. Uh, and I'm also trying to make it super fair because I know the team model is can sometimes may not be the most profitable either, right? Yeah. So I have coaches. I have it all. Like I'm trying to do it right the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Leveraging the experts, right? Good. So um, Let's talk. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up with a few kind of quick fire ones. Uh, but uh, fire. talk about trends you see in social. Where, where do you see social heading right now? What platforms do you want to start focusing on? Or if you're not already focusing on, uh, where, where do you see this going? So I think Instagram is always going to be a solid foundational thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, there's so much, so much to get on YouTube. Um, there's so much market share to grab there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got like a resistance to YouTube for some reason, you know? Uh, so if you can get on YouTube, um, you know, like the Tom stories and stuff like that, like it's, it's a hard growth. It's a long game, but you can get a lot of actual business from there. Um, TikTok is good. A lot of my Gen Z guys on my team are crushing that also speaks to the, the other Gen Z's. Um, but that's, I don't know. I feel like now we have threads. Now we got like Twitter and are, stuff are like on, that. Are you on threads? I'm on threads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on threads. Um, how's that transition going? It's good. Now, are you just uh, hand, taking the same approach to each platform, or are you finding you need to change it up and pivot a little bit with a different platform? I think you got to know what the platform, like what works on each platform, yeah. right? Like, I'm, I can't just post my Instagram content and TikTok and expect it to work. Like, Threads is like, okay, let's be a real human being here and speak to people from a, like a personal standpoint, right? Same with Twitter. Um, so I think you got to like learn each platform and see like how it works and why people succeed there, but don't also spread yourself too thin either. Mm-hmm. Like for me, Instagram is my thing. It'll always be my baby. I've learned to like accept that. I've learned, I'm not going to kill it on TikTok. I'm fine. I, that's cool with me. I'll still continue to kill it on Instagram. I'll still continue to kill it on my podcast. Um, you don't need to be good at everything. It's, you know, be a master at like one or two things mm-hmm. versus being just like average at like all of them, you know? So there's a lot of positivity that you talked about today with regards to energy and, um, getting that energy from your 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 network what, what about the haters there's always haters right how, how do you navigate the haters and how do you what do you do with them so i mean like as anyone grows or starts to elevate you're just gonna get hate because people want to bring them bring you down to their level it's just gonna happen mm-hmm. just a byproduct so the quicker you can learn to not give a shit what people think the better you'll be i think people get handicapped when they start like they see that one hate comment and they're like oh shit like i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have done this video like delete delete i, I still suffer from that but the quicker you can become and adopt mindsets like the guys out there who are like absolutely killing it and don't give a shit and, and receiving all the hate in the world, yeah. the quicker you'll continue to grow. Yeah, there's no, there's no power in getting caught up in it. No, it's just like 
like look at who's commenting. The person yeah. that it's always fake accounts. Number yeah. one. Yeah. That means that someone went out of their way to make a fake account. Exactly. So they can hide that their, hide exactly. their identity, to shit on you. Yeah. Because they hate their own lives. Exactly. 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 I think uh, uh, the story I told you about uh, Heather. Yeah. And what I was recommending to Heather, we, I think we should do a collaborative thing where we just uh, read out read off the mean that. tweets, right? The I Jimmy Kimmel that. mean tweets. I think it would be brilliant. I'll pull up a bunch of those. So um, and lastly, um, new agents getting into the business. Mm. The pros and cons of the business. That if you just if you knew, you know, then what you know now, what, what are the pros and cons getting into this business? So I can still consider myself a traditional realtor. Like I, I bang out phone calls. I do the duties. You know what I mean? I think if you're getting into the business, looking at these TV shows, and just these social media like glitz and glamour accounts, uh, it's not for you. If you think you can just like, put on a cool suit or dress and some cool shoes and start taking Deal's photos, gonna roll in. It's not gonna happen. No, like you gotta be ready to like deal with all the hills, the peaks and valleys. It's an emotional roller coaster. Do the hard work, like get on the phones, prospect, all the traditional duties you need to do. Like you gotta do that shit. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to like put get uncomfortable, it's not for you. It's yeah. not. And I feel like there's gonna be a lot of realtors exiting the business that got in for the wrong reasons when the market was flying. I see a lot of it right now. I see a lot of people that are just looking about to be in front of the camera on a daily basis yeah. without the substance of knowing what it is to get a deal done, know yeah. how to navigate a deal, know how to properly protect your clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that those guys are, you know, yeah. going to have a hard time. If you're coming in looking for leads, I think that's, you're already like lost about them. Yeah. Like anyone who interviews me and they're like, you provide leads, I'm right away, I'm like, I'm not for you. Yeah. You know, because I don't want that mindset. If you're coming in with like this dependency in the real estate game, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to have a belief in yourself and a willingness to work every single day and show up to produce your own outcome. Other than that, it's not for you. That's just my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay, final two questions. Yeah. Your, name your top two favorite neighborhoods in Toronto. Top two favorite neighborhoods? Yeah. Uh, East Bayfront. Okay. Not biased, I live there. Okay. Um, I really <clears throat> like Mimico. Yeah. From a neighborhood perspective or for an investment perspective? Can we, can we go like north of Toronto? Yeah, why not? Oh. GTA, let's say GTA. GTA, okay. King City, Nobleton, Kleinberg. Love those pockets. Stouffville's really nice. Mm-hmm. I named a lot here, I'm sorry. But if I want to speak to downtown, I love East Bayfront. I think there's a ton of potential there. The east, downtown East is like growing. Uh, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. Um, and I live there. Mm-hmm. So you might see me. Nice. I, think, I think I add a bit of a benefit to the area. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You, you definitely elevate it, right? Yeah, when I go for walks, I yeah. walk around like, with bottles like this. Yeah, 100%. Uh, top two favorite restaurants, let's say the GTA. Ooh. Um, so, Greek food, Athens. Athens is fantastic. Awesome. Man, I'm so picky. Like, I'm that type of guy that's like, always wants to try something new. I won't like stick to one spot. Um, if I have to go steak, though, Morton's. I love Morton's. Morton's is awesome. It's, it's, no one talks about it. It's no, like, it doesn't. It's old school. It is. The people that are there yeah. have been going back there for the last 40 years. Yeah. But it, it is like, you never hear anybody talking about yeah. it. It's, it's an old school and I like it. That's yes. right up there with like Barbarian and stuff, right? Yes. I love Morton's. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Where can people find you? Um, at Matt Campoli, M-A-T-T-C-A-M-P-O-L-I. Um, that's pretty much it. Podcast. It's Price to Sell Podcast. Best and platform from the find that. Best um, Instagram and YouTube for both, I'd say. If you want to just like search me up, Instagram, and all my links are in my bio for everything else. And you, uh, are you bringing on new realtors to your team? Yes. Well, yes. they know where to find you now. You know where to find me, just hit me up. 
don't ask for leads. It took me to have you on for them to know where to find you. Exactly. Yeah. Other than that, you're not going to find me. No. So thank you, Mark. No, no. Appreciate thank that. Thank you. Let's have a, finish this off and yeah. call it a day. Let's get hammered. Cheers. <laughs>